Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style and powerography would like to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners quartz and canary jewelry and wellness company use code empower 15 to receive 15 percent off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com quartz and canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Krista Lee. She is an award-winning and best-selling author, an intuitive guide, a coach, an actor, a singer, and last but certainly not least, a mother. How are you doing today, Krista? I am wonderful, Brad. Thank you so much for having me today. It is my pleasure and my honor to have you here today. Thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today and share a little bit about your story and your journey with us and with me. And I'm just grateful and I appreciate you for taking the time. Oh, thank you. I'm so grateful to be here as well. And I absolutely adore and love all of the work that you're doing out there in the world. So it's, it's a great honor for me to be here today thank with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So as mentioned, I gave the rundown. You are an award-winning and best-selling author. You're an intuitive guide. You're a coach, an actor, a singer, a mom. That is one hell of an extensive resume, Krista. How (laughs) on earth do you find the time for all of this? And how do you prioritize? And how important is prioritization for you? Well, you know what, Brad? I don't do it all at once. That's the key, right? Um, (laughs) Prioritizing is so important. I definitely schedule like a mad woman, I use my journaling and my phone, my calendar, every single day is detailed right down to every single task that I'm working on at the time. So for me, I kind of envision it as this sort of juggler, if you will, or like someone that's spinning plates. Like there's so many, <laughs> like can do many things, but just yeah. one at a time. So, you know, I'll, I'll spin one plate of the acting or the singing or the momming, whatever it is, and then come back to it. And I think that's how it kind of functions that way. But it's definitely a work and an art to be present in the moment because multitasking is real. But if you really think about it, I I truly believe that we can only really do one thing at a time. So that's where my focus is. Well, when we do focus on one thing at a time, it's best to give it our 100% focus and energy. So that's the best way to do things. Absolutely. But I like your spinning plate analogy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As long as we don't drop them. And if we do, then that's right. (laughs) Gotta get another. (laughs) That's it. So Krista, how old were you when you first got into acting, singing and performing? Yeah, so I was three years old when oh, I first wow. started okay. dance. Yeah, quite young. And then I was five when I started acting. My mom put me in a little local acting classes. Okay. And um, I was seven when I started singing. And that's when I joined the Children's International Peace Choir in Hamilton, Ontario. So I've been doing this all since a very young age. And yeah. from about like my grade school years and on is when I did a lot of local theater, which combined all three. So it's been in my blood since I was a wee one. <laughs> That's so what sure. it, what's inspired you then to continue to follow that path and stay with that? Yeah, well, for me, I just absolutely love the way it feels to make others smile 
and to enjoy themselves. You know, being a source of others' joy is an invaluable gift and I take it wholeheartedly and and it just makes me feel so good. So for me, I'm I'm an I'm as an empath, I'm always picking up on other people's energy. So I think that's part of it as well is I love to feel what others are feeling, especially when it's good feelings. So yeah. for me, just being up on that stage is really humbling and liberating simultaneously. It's hard to describe, it, but I just, I absolutely love it. Beautiful. Now, did you grow up in a household where the arts were encouraged and there were other performers in your family or so it was just, as you said, second nature, or were you the only one in the family that followed that pursuit? Yeah. Well, my mom actually danced as a young girl. Okay. Um, yeah. She was a ballet dancer. So she was always encouraging of me to, um, to start dance in the first place. And then my dad played a little bit of guitar and he was very creative as well. Like he used to, I remember him sketching and drawing in the arts and things like that. My mom did too. She used to paint in our house, she would do like her own borders on the walls around the room. So it was always encouraged. The arts were always ever present at home. And, you know, we always had a piano, like an old stand up piano in the okay. house as well. So for me, it was it kind of, although it came naturally, it was also very much a part of my environment. So I was always just tinkering around on my own on the piano or on my dad's guitar or yeah. drawing and and yeah, it was it was like a second nature as well. But my parents were very much encouraging and and then, of course, my siblings, like my sister, she got into music and dance as well at a young age, too. So okay. it kind of, yeah, it kind in of the family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that is so important that the arts, kids get involved in the arts from a young age and learn about music and art and paint all or perform whatever they, but just involved in the arts. I think it's so important to molding kids mm. into appreciating art and being part of it and learning about it. Absolutely. And it's, it's really come full circle now that I have kids of my own and they're into dance and they love to draw and they love to sing and perform <laughs> and put on shows at home. And it's the greatest feeling in the world because it's, I think it's like a beautiful way for us to see real, true, unfiltered expression, whether it's through the voice or dance or whatever. It's it's just, I love it. It's so amazing. And that's it as a kid, right? There's no, there's no fear there. There's no worry about filter or no worry about, Oh, are people going to, people are going to laugh at me. They just do it. And that's it. Whereas when we're adults, it's like, Oh shit. What, I mean, what are they going to think about how I'm dancing or my acting chops or whatever the case may be? Kids are just so carefree and they just do it. Yes, I love that. I love that innocence in them. It's it's absolutely beautiful. And we have to preserve that as long as possible. Absolutely. So what excites or lights you up the most about being a performer? Hmm. Well, besides what I had mentioned before about the feeling that I get bringing yeah. joy to others, um, I think for me, it's the connection, connecting with people, because it's so important, like as humans, it's in our nature to connect with others. And getting that opportunity isn't something that we can take for granted. Like, as we all know, you know, with this, these past couple of years, and the pandemic and all, and we've yeah. lost so much connection, I've always really valued that growing up. So for me, I think that it really lights me up. I just, I value it so deeply. And it's something that I will never take for granted. Even just like the high, the highs of the butterflies mixed with the positive endorphins that excite me as well <laughs> and the indescribable feelings of of lighting others up is just it's just an exchange of of lighting oneself we are all connected yeah so yeah i think it's it's really magical love that what would you say is your biggest strength strength as an actor ooh as an actor i would say leaning into vulnerability 
because that was something that I struggled with for a while. Like I, I was almost scared to be vulnerable for a very long time. And when I was working with some, some of my coaches in Toronto, I learned how to lean into that vulnerable state. And it's in those depths of the unknown where we can actually connect so deeply with the audience. And so I think for me, that's when my acting, I felt like a shift in myself professionally was when I was actually able to expose that vulnerable part of myself and have a much deeper connection with the audience because being relatable is what, what makes great art, I think. And um, for sure. Right. Yeah. And think being vulnerable is, is so beautiful. There's so much strength in it, which seems ironic, but it's in cliche, but it's true. Yeah. I think it's being vulnerable is, is one of the most strongest things that we can do as humans. Yeah. And it transfers into acting for sure. Which do you prefer to do act or sing? Oh, this is always a tough one. Whenever people <laughs> ask me this question, it depends on the day, which is what I want to say. But, you know, I think for me performing on stage, like singing, probably yeah. because I can kind of do both. I can kind of combine the two, especially if I'm doing like a tribute song or a show to get into character. I, I get to act a little bit. I get to sing. I get to dance because I'm I'm like a fireball on stage. I love to jump <laughs> around and be crazy. And then that way I can kind of combine both of them or all three, yeah. even with the dance and everything too. So, but it definitely depends on the day. Like these days I'm singing mostly to my children. So that brings me a lot of fun. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, as mentioned, you're an intuitive guide. When did you realize you had the gift of being an intuitive and how hard or easy was that to embrace it for you personally? Hmm. Well, my mom always says growing up, I had this gift. She, she would say that I would be sitting in my room on my own and having conversations, full on conversations, and she couldn't see or hear anyone else that I was speaking to. So from a young child, I think I was around three or four, she said the first time I started doing it. And it's just always been there for me, although it kind of disappeared a little bit later on in my life until around the time of my dad's passing. I was 11 in 1995 when he passed from cancer. And I remember being so interested and intrigued by like the afterlife and what happens, you know, when people move on and yeah. my mind was so, so little, so young. And so for me, I started to really dig into that world. And, you know, I was always seeking outside sources like psychics and mediums and fortune tellers and card readers, astrologers, like you name it. Like I was always looking for answers on the outside of me. And it was really interesting. It was like the harder I tried, the harder it got to get the answers. But then the more I let go and allowed the answers to come in the silence and in the space between, the easier it became. And then it kind of led to almost like an undiscovering. I, I don't know how to explain that correctly, but like just like peeling back the layers of self and then realizing and remembering, oh, okay, I can do this. This is who I right. am. And and when I let go of all those extra things, then it's just naturally there. Trust and allow, as they say. Yes, yes. I love that. Do you believe that everyone has the ability to be an intuitive within and it's just a matter of maybe having the right guidance or figuring out how to tap into it? Mm, yes, I absolutely know. I believe everyone has this natural ability to be intuitive. It's part of our human nature. And mm -hmm. I think it's more of a process of an undoing the programming that we've been conditioned to believe 
And, you know, there are definitely ways to guide one into unlocking that power and tapping into the infinite potential that we all have. And actually a dear friend of mine, Elizabeth April, who's also an intuitive, psychic, medium, leader, thought provoker. She's absolutely an incredible woman. She told me back in 2015 that I could do all of this myself as well. And she kind of helped guide me so that I would be able to walk this path on my own, like more independently. And I remember yeah. her telling me that at the time, like really like, wow, cause she, she's just so incredible. She's just really tapped in. And when she told me that I was almost like, no way, like you're kidding. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then flash forward, like, you know, to doing the work and putting in the time and just letting go and coming back to remembering oneself and here I am. And, and I, remember saying to her a little while back a couple years ago like you were right and I remember thinking at the time like no like I, I loved going to her and having our sessions together and then you know she's like you're not going to need me forever like I just couldn't imagine and then she's right and and I was like I'm so grateful because it's almost like parenting you know you want to raise your kids to be able to be independent on their own and know how to do everything on their own so it's kind of like the same thing like these guides and these coaches that's, I think that's the best thing that they can do for us is to teach us that we can all do this on our own. And we have these powers on our own and they're not really um, supernatural. They're just natural. It's, it's super when you can tap into it, Absolutely. but, but it's there. It, I believe we all have this. Just have powers. to uncover it. Absolutely. Now you mentioned coaching. You yourself are a coach. What type of coaching services do you offer and how long have you been coaching? Yes. Yeah, so I offer one-on-one -on -one intuitive coaching services where we do hour sessions at a time. And, um, you know, it includes summary reports and detailed takeaways and tips and strategies, weekly check-ins, unlimited correspondences and things of that nature, um, professionally for just about 10 years now, but much longer personally. I've always been that go-to person for people, for friends and family. You know, when someone was going through a hard time, we would chat and have these great talks and they would always walk away saying, you know, I feel so much better whenever I talk to you and you should do this as a job. And, and that went on <laughs> for years and years before I actually started like taking courses of my own, like to learn and, and grow and expand. So it's definitely been a natural thing for me for as long as I can remember. And I'm so grateful that I get to do it now as not just a, a passion, but, but a purpose, like we were discussing before and, and, you know, to be able to to help others. It's just, it's the greatest thing. It's the greatest, most rewarding job I've ever had in besides being a mom, of course. Yes, of one. course. Of course. <laughs> Did you say you, you teach intuitive, like you teach people how to uncover their gifts? I do. Yeah. Wow. So, so I, now I, you, I you've kind of carried that torch from your friend teaching you and helping you and guiding you to now give that and pay that forward to others. Absolutely. You nailed it. You're very observant. And, and that's exactly, you know, how it, really was sparked in me too, like an up level to, to the next levels. When, when Elizabeth um, said that to me, I was like, I, I've got to be able to give this gift to others because I couldn't believe her at first. And then when it finally, you know, came forth into fruition, I was like, wow, like this is magic. There's so much here to be had and I have to pay this forward. I can't not. I love it. I think that's beautiful. And that's, I think that's what everybody should be doing in any way we can help yeah. people just pay it forward. It doesn't Absolutely. cost you anything to help people and, or set, as they say, send the elevator back down or reach your hand down the ladder. That's, that's what life's all about. Mm -hmm. I mean, living your purpose and being able to give back and help others. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's what human nature is. I think yeah. you know, hands helping hands. For sure. Absolutely. What type of person or client is your ideal client? Like what things do you look for in a potential client before deciding to work with them? 
Yeah, well, it's interesting. Over the years, I've worked with women and men, um, all different ages and stages of life. And now I'm more focused on working with women, specifically those new to the world of, you know, personal development, young entrepreneurs, new mothers, that sort of thing. But of course, I'm open to helping as many people as I can. That's just kind of like my current clientele. But before deciding on working together, we always have a a one-on-one call, like a free call to meet and greet and discuss all the details of proposal. And I look to work with those who are really open-minded and big-hearted and eager to learn and expand because I find that those people are the ones that really, really get the, the most benefit out of working with me and and have the most acceleration and expansion and up-leveling and, and all that. So it's definitely a mutual thing and and you know, you can really feel someone's energy on a call and, and, and then know, because you want it to be mutually beneficial because I want to make sure that yeah, worth, worth both of our time, because we're exchanging more than, than just our time and and everything. We're exchanging energy and information and all that stuff. So definitely I I love those calls. Those first calls are always so exciting for me. Yeah, you have to make sure that you connect with one another, that there's alignment there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Krista, what lights you up or inspires you the most about the work you're doing as a coach? Mm, For me, it's definitely the opportunity to have a positive influence on others and and on myself and my family and uh, the collective of humans in general, like knowing that I have the the opportunity and the privilege to work with other people and contribute to like the betterment of the collective, the future. It's so inspiring and and it absolutely gets me lit and I'm so grateful for it. It's, it's really, really an exciting privilege is the best way that I think that I could put it. Love it. Now you're an award-winning best-selling author. Was writing something that was always part of who you were, your life, or is this something fairly new for you? And if so, what started the journey for you into writing? Yeah, so writing has definitely always been a part of me. Um, as long as I can remember as a child, I wrote my own little books and, you know, I'd staple paper together and 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 draw the cover and, and all the things. And I also wrote my own songs and poems as a young girl. I wrote my first original song when I was 11, actually, when my dad passed. And it's, I've never stopped. It's always been a part of my life. And as an adult in more recent years, I would, you know, write for little articles and pieces for social media or blogs, published magazines and things like that. And then um, I began writing books, like publishing books, beginning the process in about 2018, 2018 or 2019. So yeah, it's definitely always, always been there. Love it. Yeah. Writing is, is an incredible art form. It is storytelling, it's, it's, writing, all of it. Yes, absolutely. It's I think it's it's part of our nature. Like yeah. you know, even back to like our our relatives and and ancestors and people past who have come before us. That there's there's this art to storytelling, and and everyone loves it. Even as kids, like reading, like there's so much value in it, and it's something that like everyone enjoys at some time or another or in some way or another even if it's music like writing music it's always a part of our life in one way or another and I think it's for me it's like it's a great way to express myself and I'm I'm big on the throat chakra the blue that's my favorite yeah. color it's all tied together <laughs> so how many books have you written and what is the title of your latest project yeah 
Yeah. So I've written four books to date. Holy shit. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And they've all happened so quickly, like all at once, like contributing chapters. Yeah. And three of them, writing a poem in another. Two of those ones I have produced myself with a bunch of other authors and it's been the most incredible ride. And the most recent one is Mama's Gotta Grow, which came out in December of this past year, this past December, right before Christmas, which was super duper exciting. That was my most recent baby. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. The date. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I actually, I saw that you posted on social media, you were at a book signing at Chapters, was it? Yes, Chapters Indigo. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So cool. And you know, it's funny because we never really got to do a lot of that during the pandemic. Yeah, of course. Before these books came out during the pandemic. So (laughs) we didn't get to do the usual, you know, go in and have a big table set up and people come and line up and you sign your their books for them and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So just literally like last week was it or the week before I got to get out and and sign some copies. It wasn't the full on with all the people, but I got right. to go in the store and sign the copies. And that was a really full circle moment. Cause I remember that was one of the first things I thought about when I like was like, okay, I'm gonna write a book. It was one of the first things that came in mind, like, oh, all these ex- exciting things. Cause I'm really big on having a compelling future, especially yeah. when there's difficult tasks that are at hand I find that if I can like excite myself with some things to look forward to it helps me to get through the challenges of the task yeah so that was one of the things that I jotted down was like oh I'm gonna get to do this and that and everything so it was, <laughs> it was really really fun I'm so excited that I got to be there to do that excellent to date what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win oh well, my biggest high, I would say, is performing as an anthem singer in front of nearly 40,000 people in my hometown at the Hamilton Tiger Cats CFL game several years back. Oh, that was that... so cool. because I was, I've been a local anthem singer for quite some time, but that game, it was the Labor Day Classic. So it was so many people and I was in my hometown and And it was just, it was, again, so humbling, but liberating at the same time. It's just the most beautiful thing. Um, And then (laughs) so cool. And, but I, I have to say though, my biggest win would be birthing my two children at home naturally, because I was told, I mean, it may never have kids by my doctor. And if I did miraculously get pregnant, I would be bedridden and have to have C-sections and all that. So that was definitely my biggest win was just focusing on making it happen despite the no's that were coming my way. And I will always wear that badge of honor with pride for no sure. Doubt. And so you should. <laughs> yes. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Hmm. Well, it's definitely a combination of a bunch of things. I would say off the top of my head, optimism. I'm very much a positive driven person, full of passion. So I would say those things, optimism, positivity, drive, passion. How do you define success? What does that word mean to you? Mm, Success is defined by the overcoming of failures. You know, when we can move forward in light of our losses and still be in a state of happiness, gratitude and love, that to me is success. Speaking of failures, what would you say is one of your biggest, or we'll call them life lessons or teachable moments, and what did you learn from it? Hmm. Definitely. It's so interesting. I, I don't really believe in failures because I know that it always 
it just means that we've we've learned how not to do something. So it, in a sense to me, that's winning. We have to stay focused on that. And I think when there's always something to be learned, there's always something to be won. So maybe perhaps the biggest life lesson through it all is that life is not a guarantee. You know, after seeing my dad pass in real time, like at age 11, back in 95, I learned that everything is temporary, even life itself. So we must choose life and love always absolutely agree with you 100 percent. life is so fleeting and so short yes it really is and it, each moment is a gift and like they yeah. say that's why they call it the present yeah absolutely what is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received Ooh, i would say always keep learning expanding and growing my late grandfather used to say to me if you aren't growing you're dying and that's stuck with me and I think the line between the two growth and death is so thin yeah you know so like the spectrum like even if we're just growing a little bit at a day we're still on that side of growth so always 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 if you if you aren't growing you're dying he would say very wise yeah what would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life and what was your life like before learning it and what was your life like after learning it Hmm. I would say the most important thing I've learned is developing the art of letting go. You know, I used to hold on to so much physically and mentally and emotionally, and it would just weigh me down. And, and it would be, I found I would struggle a little bit more than maybe perhaps I needed to. And um, I would have these high expectations of, you know, myself and those around me and it didn't really lead to a lot of satisfaction. So by learning to let go and learning to relinquish those unreasonable expectations, I now live a more joyful and relaxed and free life. Yeah. Um, it's actually something that I wrote about in um, one of the chapters of my most recent book, Mama's Gotta Grow. It was it's the art of letting go, how we can control, alt, and delete our expectations, <laughs> yeah. which would in turn give us unconditional love and presence. And, and that's been such a huge, huge part of my path. Absolutely. I love that. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? Oh, there's so many people. That's a really tough question to answer because of course, <laughs> depending on the age and stage of life, there's, you know, it could be my mom, my dad, my parents, my friends, my family, my hubby, my kids. You know, it really does ebb and flow with the time. At this moment, I could say for certain, it's my son, Jackson, and my daughter, Lily. They impact me the most, and I learn so much from them. Oh, I mean, well, kid, we have so much to learn. We can learn so much from, from our children, from kids. I mean, we when we get into those stages of adulthood, we forget what it's like to be a kid. And I think that we need to revisit that and explore that as adults that, you know what, it's okay to act like a kid every once in a while and just have fun and live life. Again, we're going back to this. You only have one go around here. So, I mean, why not have fun while you're here? Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's really amazing because like, if I'm not playing as much at a certain moment, my son will say to me, mama, why aren't you playing? And whenever he says that, he reminds me to play more because we have these really deep conversations. He's only five, but he has <laughs> such a, an expansive mind and he asks a lot of really deep questions. And, you know, I, I'm always really, really careful with how I respond to him because I don't want to like 
imprint anything negative in his mind subconsciously without being aware of it. So, um, you know, I don't want to say, oh, you know, well, adults don't play as much as kids because then he might grow up and be that way because yes. of what I said. So yeah. I'm consciously, you know, parenting while being present, while still having that youthful, big kid at heart spirit. And it's definitely a juggle. And I think our kids, they just teach us so much. And even like, you know, the triggers that come up from like inner child, like wounds and, and things like that, trauma wounds of the past, it's ever present, especially when, when our kids do something that may make us feel a certain way or trigger something from our past. And so I'm just so grateful for them because they inspire me and they impact me more than I think they'll ever know. And every single moment of every day, it's, it's actually unbelievable at times. I'm so grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. Krista, what is your personal motto? Oh, well, I'm always hashtagging spread love and easy time as well. I like to say, this is what I teach my kids. Always leave people, places, and things better than before you came. Because I think that is really all-encompassing. And, and that kind of sums up my journey on life, in life, and on this path that I'm on. And, and then it goes along with the spread love theme. Because if, if we're always doing that, I, I think that we're in a good place. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Hmm. Empowerment means emulating the power of the mind. You know, empower means to give authority or, or power to do something. And then meant is Latin for mind. So empower your mind, give your mind the, the authority to have the power that it truly innately has and was born to do. Love it. Okay, we're going to jump into our little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be one, two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. What was your dream job as a child? I always wanted to be a performer and a teacher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you got one of them. Yeah. I think I got both because now I'm teaching like to my yeah, kids. Yeah, that's true. That Yeah, like, I, you're right. I was thinking teacher in the true sense, like a, a school teacher, but you're right. You are teaching. You're, you're coaching. So there yeah. you go. So cool. It is actually. <laughs> <laughs> if you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Mm. It would say feed well and often. <laughs> I love it. I have people attest to that. <laughs> How would you describe yourself in one word? Mm, vibrant. Okay. If yeah. you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, what song would that be? I can't answer this one. There are so many good songs. <laughs> I just can't pick one. I could jump anywhere from something instrumental and classical to like Eminem, Lose Yourself to like Shaka Khan, I'm Every Woman. I'm all over the place. So it depends on the day. But as of right now, we'll go with the Whitney Houston version of I'm Every Woman. I feel that okay. right now. All right. <laughs> if you could teach the world one thing, what would that be? Oh, that would be how to love unconditionally. That's an important one for sure. Mm -hmm. I was just saying to, to someone on a previous interview that I'm of the belief wholeheartedly that there is only one creature on the face of this planet that is capable of doing that. And that is dogs. Mm. I don't think humans are fully capable, not, not 100% fully capable of loving unconditionally. 
Mm -hmm. I think dogs are the only creatures able to do that. Yeah, you nailed it. I feel that a thousand percent. Big dog lover here too. We've got three of them and and you're so right. (laughs) Three, I have two. (laughs) Holy shit, three. Are they small dogs, big dogs? Yeah, small, medium, and large. Oh, okay, okay. So you run the gamut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nice little menagerie. Criminals. What is one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Oh, that's a really tough question. Perhaps I want to say all the things, all the things, peace on earth, and I would say experience, wisdom, love, those types of things. That's a really hard question. I love that question. It's so hard to answer. (laughs) (laughs) If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Hmm. Oh, this one's so hard to answer too. I think uh, (laughs) we all have so much work to do, Brad. I don't know. Yes, we do. Yeah, I think I would, I would change the absence of love because I don't really believe in hate. I think hate is just the absence of love. So I think I would, I would erase that. I would, I would fill that space and fill that hole with more love and change that. Yeah. What is one of your favorite quotes? Mm, oh this is one I have on a, on a stone that's on my dresser it's been there since I was a little girl I don't know who the author of the quote is who originally said it but it is every job is a portrait of the person who did it autograph your work with excellence oh I love that I've never heard that one before yeah now I have to look it up and see who it is because I can't I don't know I love it, that quote yes so beautiful That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Mm -hmm. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Oh, again, another one. There's so many possibilities. There's so many incredible women. I would, I would give so much to sit down and pick their brain and have a conversation with. I really cannot answer this one, but you know what? I'm going to play it safe. Oh my gosh. You know what? I'm going to go with my future self. Oh, I like that answer. Yes. My future self, my higher self. Love that. A lot of questions for her. (laughs) That's That's a great answer. I love that answer. Thank you. What is your why? Mm, Lots of whys in the world of Krista. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My kids, of course, for sure. And but also, I think all this is going to sound interesting, all kids, not just mine, and also my inner child and future children, like my future grandchildren, and, and like just kids in general and humanity, because that that is the future. So I have so many whys, so many whys, but I think it, it starts with the kids and then and then it kind of grows from there. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Hmm. Oh boy. There's so many things I would say. Uh, if I had to pick just one, I would say, you know what? I would say work less and live more. Definitely. I was a hustler. Even I got my first job when I was really young, like not even a teenager working at my grandfather's ice cream shop. And I always had side gigs until I graduated high school and I started working full time and I just literally never stopped. So work less, live more. Yeah, you know, I I cannot stand that word hustle. It just mm-hmm. it just it it grinds on me because it just sounds like someone who's just trying to make themselves sound busy or look busy. Mm-hmm. 
I, I saw a meme once a little while back and it had the word hustle on it and hustle was crossed out and beneath it, it said align. That mm. makes more sense to me. Yes, absolutely. A thousand percent. I just got goosebumps. That's <laughs> so right. That's, yeah. that's where I'm at now. I wasn't before, but that's where I'm at now. Which yeah. is so, it feels so much better. Yeah. Lastly, Krista, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, your tribe, your corner of the world, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What, what would you say? What words of wisdom would you impart? I would say, give yourself the gift of love and time and space and energy and fill your cup so that you are able to pour it over onto others unconditionally and always remember you are loved, you deserve love, and you are here for a reason and for a purpose. So get out there, put your best foot forward and shine on. Love it. <laughs> what a beautiful way to end the, the interview. Amazingly beautiful. Thank you so much, Krista. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. You are a truly beautiful soul and such an inspiration. Just keep shining your bright, beautiful light onto the world. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time and making the time for being here today. Oh, Brad, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Just telling the truth. I appreciate that. It means so much. And that, that pays the heart more than you know. And I really, really do love and appreciate you. And I value our time together. So it's been my honor and my pleasure. Thank you so much. My pleasure and my honor. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Krista Lee. She is an award-winning, best-selling author, intuitive guide, coach, actor, singer, performer, And last but certainly not least, a mama. Thank you so much, Krista. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you, Brad, and you too. Take care. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca. Follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.